and welcome back to another episode of the Passionate Stewardship Podcast, a podcast for helping professionals who strongly believe in supporting their community and the humans who live there. I am your host, Dr. Sherry. Have you ever noticed that most children, the first word, one of the first words anyway, they learn is no. Everything is no, even when they mean yes. The ability to say no is a powerful skill that can significantly impact one's professional life. Many people find it challenging to decline requests or set boundaries, fearing that doing so might harm their relationships or opportunities. However, mastering the art of saying no is crucial for maintaining healthy work balance, managing priorities, and avoiding burnout. So for so long, many people felt as if, if I say no, that's me practicing good boundaries. But practicing good boundaries is far richer and reaches far beyond just saying the word no. The art of saying no It's not just something that we should be practicing and learning and enforcing and implementing in our personal life, but we should be using it in our professional life as well. Yes, it is possible to tell your supervisor, oh, yes, it is possible to tell that colleague that you have an amazing relationship with that is your ace boom coon, that is your girl, 10 toes down, it's possible to tell her no and still be cool with her the next day. Part of radical professional self-care is not just about setting boundaries, but it is also mastering the art of saying no. Early in my human services career, I never said no. I was like a sponge. I said yes to everything. I wanted to learn everything. I wanted to know everything. I wanted to absorb every single thing. I wanted to be in on every single committee. I wanted to sit on every single task force. I wanted to do it all because I wanted to learn so much. I wanted to do so much. And even though I was born and raised in DC and I knew my community, there was a side of my community that I was learning. And I said, yes to so much stuff. But saying yes to so much, I sacrificed so much. And in hindsight, and me being where I am today, and I regret nothing, and I wish then I would have said no to some of those opportunities. I would have still been where I am today, but I really wish I would have said no to some of those opportunities. Setting boundaries. It's part of the art of saying no. Saying no is essential for setting clear boundaries for yourself, for ensuring that others are respecting those boundaries and ensuring that you are consistently practicing those boundaries. Understanding and effectively communicating your limits can prevent overcommitting yourself and spreading yourself too thin. Establishing those clear boundaries that you've set for yourself is essential for maintaining that healthy work-life balance that we have been talking about. It's also crucial for long-term success for yourself, for the organization that you are working with, and also for those clients that you are working with. 
but more importantly, for the, your overall well-being. The art of saying no also helps you prioritize your responsibilities. Saying no can help you prioritize the core responsibilities in your professional life, boosting your productivity and also the results of your productivity. Before making any decisions, carefully evaluate the most important request and compare it to your existing commitments. That's how you prioritize those responsibilities. You know, when we write grants every quarter, I know that I have grant reports that are due. And every quarter, I have to look at what are the grant reports that are due first. It's not about who gave us the most money. Sometimes it's about deadline. It's about whose report is due at the first of the month. Sometimes it's also about the the bandwidth that it's going to take to get that report done. Prioritize the responsibility. And also, while prioritizing those responsibilities, know what your professional bandwidth is during those times. The art of saying no also helps you to avoid burnout. Overcommitting can lead to burnout, reducing your overall productivity. Let me tell you, a burnt out employee is an ineffective employee. A burned out employee is a unhealthy employee. A burned out employee is a toxic employee for your organizational culture. Saying no helps to manage your workload, reduce stress, and it also ensures that you are performing at your best. The art of saying no, it avoids burnout, but in that process, you have to make radical self-care your top priority. And when I say making radical self-care your top priority, I am not just talking about radical professional self-care that we're talking about this month. I am talking about ensuring that while you are focusing on radical self-care and while you are focusing on radical professional self-care, and that's avoiding burnout, setting professional boundaries, setting personal boundaries, saying no to overcommitting yourself, saying no to taking on more than you can chew. It is also making sure you are physically taking care of yourself. Are you getting the rest that you need? Are you feeding yourself and are you putting into your body and on your body things that are healthy for you? Are you taking time to just kick back and chill? Are you doing things that feed your soul? Are you doing things that feed your creative side? ensuring that you are taking care of the entire you, the entire beautiful you. Because remember, we only get one of you. So are you taking care of all of you? Are you making you your top priority? You know, and don't, don't hesitate to decline extra responsibilities when you are fully and intentionally practicing radical self-care because when you are fully and intentionally practicing radical self-care you will learn how to decline extra things you will learn how to say no I'm just gonna sit still this weekend you will learn how to say 
No, my plate is full with all the projects I can fit on it right now. I'm going to have to decline. You will learn to say no. Saying no is also resisting the hustle culture. And I know, you know, we all are ambitious. We all have goals. We all want to meet those goals. But implementing those healthy boundaries in your life and implementing the art of no, that's resisting that hustle culture. Because what you are doing, you are saying to yourself that I am going to set boundaries. I am going to prioritize those things that are that I am responsible for and you are going to do things that are going to avoid you from burning out. Clear communication. When declining, be concise, explain briefly without excessive details and or apologies. Because guess what? You're not sorry. Why should you be sorry for putting you first. Why should you be sorry for ensuring that you have enough professional bandwidth to fully execute what is on your plate to the best of your ability that you as a human service professional or social worker, you are able to produce good work that makes you proud as a professional that makes your organization proud to have you working for the organization, but that also delivers for your client. Never ever apologize for always putting your well being first. Express empathy and gratitude while acknowledging the request. Now, listen, you ain't got to be funky about it. Tone is everything, demeanor is everything. Don't say no with a fun- with a funky stanka dank dank attitude now. You can say no gracefully. You can say no with respect. So, be concise, explain briefly without excessive details or apologies. Never be sorry or never apologize for putting your well-being first because you are what is most important. You are the top priority at all times. But express empathy and gratitude while acknowledging the request because at the end of the day, the work has to get done. So because you aren't going to do it, it has to go to someone else, which brings me to my next point. Maybe offer some alternatives. Suggest alternatives that may help meet that person's requests without burdening you, if possible. This shows your willingness to be supportive, even if you cannot fulfill the request in the way you initially would or initially proposed. For example, when I know that I am going to be away from the office for an extended period of time. I am a very client-centered person. My right-hand person, she is a very systems person and she's my financial person. So she, that's her, that's her jam. I am the client-centered, you know, I can sit and talk solutions and processes about clients and, and relocation and What do you think we should do? No, I want to hear what you have to say. I can do that all day, every day, even though I can't, (laughs) but I could. 
But when I know that I am going to be away from the office for an extended period of time, what I do not do, because I know that my right-hand person is now going to be responsible for other things. She's going to be responsible for seeing some of the day-to-day. So staff will be coming to her to possibly ask her some of the same kind of systems type questions that they would come to me and ask. I ensure that the stuff that is not in her purview, some of the stuff that they come to ask me about, they can also ask her about, but I ensure that the things that are just in my purview that she could possibly, I am 100% confident that she could do it in my absence, but because they are my responsibility and I do not want to burden her with any more than I know that is going to be on her plate while I am out of the office, I ensure that all of that stuff is taken care of before I clock out before I'm going to be away for an extended period of time. So that includes making sure that the safe house is stocked up with groceries and toiletries and cleaning supplies and toilet paper and you name it, they have it. That's ensuring that everybody who needs gas cards, all clients who need gas cards, they have gas cards. And that's also ensuring that the office is stocked up on gas cards in case any relocations come into the office while I'm away. It's ensuring that we have enough gas cards on site. It's ensuring that we have enough gift cards on site for any relocations that might occur. It's ensuring that my credit card is paid. So if we have to pay for any relocations, it's ensuring that, you know, if any reports are going to be due while I'm away, I make sure they are done while I'm gone. You know, it's all of those things. I never want to burden anyone else with my responsibilities while I'm away. Now, we work in nonprofit and we work in a nonprofit organization where it's crisis intervention. So expect the unexpected, things can always happen. I know that I cannot control things when I am not in the office and everything always happens when I'm not there. But the foundation of things that I am responsible for are taken care of before I go out of the office. But it is important to offer options because it shows a willingness to work together And it shows a willingness to not burden others while you are away. And it can help preserve amicable connections between individuals. You know, also when approaching situations, you know, be fair. Emphasize your current commitments, your workload, and your commitment to quality work. You know, avoid making decisions based on personal preferences. Take your personal mess out of the situation. Focus on an objective reason for your choice. You can't say no because you need to work on your wedding stuff. (laughs) You can't say no because you're planning your sister baby shower and you need to go with her to go get on the registry. No, 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 no. Now. No one is saying that you can't take personal time off to handle beautiful moments like that in your life. But if this is, we're talking work-related, like there are, let's be reasonable about the request. And also let's be reasonable when we're talking about the art of saying no. Now, been doing this work for a mighty long time. And I have heard some doozy of of reasons for saying no. And you know, social media, Baby, you will tell all your business. So you sick, but then I see you at the beach. 
Okay, girl. So let's be reasonable and let's be fair when you use the art of saying no. Learn to say no positively. Again, let's not be a negative Nelly or a negative Nancy. Let's be a positive Patty when we say no. You know, instead of outright refusing, again, consider expressing gratitude and explain your current commitments. For example, thank you for trusting my abilities. You know, thank you for thinking that I was the perfect person for this project. Thank you for even considering me. This is such an amazing opportunity for me. And then you could say something like, my plate is currently full or I am currently fully committed to another project or to other ongoing projects. You don't want to seem ungrateful and you also don't want to seem negative because what will happen is the next time an amazing opportunity comes up, they just going to walk on by and they're going to act like they don't even see you. So you want to express some gratitude. You want to stay positive about it. Maintain a positive attitude can take you a mighty long way. Again, so just saying, oh, nah, I can't do that. That's not going to cut it. At least with me, it ain't. And if that cut it with you and your supervisor, that's great for you. Showing some gratitude, showing some humility, and just having a real honest conversation like, hey, I just don't have the bandwidth. You know, I have a lot of clients right now. I just can't fit anything else right now. Every first of the month reports are due. I always have staff come in. Can we please take me offline with being an advocate today? I've already talked to my colleague and they can take any walk-ins that come in today. I really need to focus on my reports or, you know, I just want to let you know, so-and-so just came and asked me to help her with something. I had to tell her no, because I really need to focus on something else. Like, Conversations like that, you will be respected. Your colleague won't have a problem with coming back and asking you another time. And nine times out of 10, give that colleague the same courtesy. Consistency is key. Be consistent in saying no. Saying yes to every request creates unrealistic expectations. I promise you it does. And it makes it harder to set boundaries later. Remember last week when we talked about boundaries, you have got to be consistent. It is no different with saying no. Consistency is so critical to building trust and dependability. So just because you say no doesn't mean that people can't trust you. And also it doesn't mean that people aren't gonna come and ask you again. It emphasizes the value of your time and your resources, making it easier for others to rely on you. So you won't have to say no to everything, especially if you know that your plate is a little lighter now. So maybe you can say yes the next time. Maybe it was only no this time because you know that you needed to get some things off of your plate and some deadlines were coming up, freeing your time up in about a month or so, or maybe in a week or so. So being consistent, and if that's the case, you can even go back to that colleague later and say, you know what? Hey, I was able to get a couple things off my plate. Do you still need help with that? That way, 
your colleague knows like, hey, that person really thought about me. I am so glad you came back because you know what, for real, for real, colleague might not need you anymore, but the colleague appreciated that you still thought about them enough for you to go back and to, to double back and even ask them if you still needed some support. But it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no to a supervisor. And if you don't feel like you can say no to your supervisor, I feel that it's a problem. I, I really do feel that it's a problem. And, you know, some people might feel like I'm kind of a weird leader because I am okay with my staff coming to me and saying to me, you know what, Sherry, like, I'm going to have to say no. Like, I am burnt out. I cannot do anything extra. I respect that. What I don't respect is someone who continuously says yes, but you're giving me half of yourself because it's not good for the organization and it's certainly not good for their clients. You know, there was an article in LinkedIn um, back in September 2023. I'll link it. I'll link it in the show notes, but it's called Mastering the Art of Saying No, a Skillful Workplace Success. And one of the things that the author points out that I think we underscore for ourselves and with our colleagues, but is a core skill that we learn as human service professionals and that you learn as social workers. And I'm pretty sure well, at least doctors should learn. Hello. You know, is that that's active listening. Active listening is very, very important, even for the art of saying no. You know, when we're given a task, when we encounter something unfamiliar, or even when a coworker sets a boundary, it's important to practice active listening. It really is. Or even when you notice that a colleague is trying to set a boundary, it's really, really important to sometimes not just listen to what they are saying, but also listen to what they aren't saying. You know, also ask questions. This enables you to fully understand the extent or urgency of the request from your colleague or your supervisor. You know, everything that may be involved in the task or for that colleague who is attempting to implement boundaries and set boundaries or communicate their boundaries, this will help you to get clear with your colleague that is requesting or that is trying to implement those boundaries because this will help you be a good colleague to be supportive of that colleague. And if you are not a colleague that knows how to set boundaries, this might show you a thing or two. Okay. You know, this stuff will enable you to make informed decisions and reply appropriately and support the organization, support your clients, support your colleagues. So active listening is not just for us when we are sitting down with our clients and we are are hearing what they what their needs are or we are we are hearing their stories. We should be practicing active listening when when it comes to our colleagues also. When it comes to them when we go to them and we ask them for support or we ask them for assistance and they say no. But we should also be asking questions. Well, okay, I heard you need my assistance. What is it that you need my assistance with? Get some clarity before you just say no. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Because also I'm a strong believer. I live by this creed, treat people how you want to be treated. Is that how you would want someone to respond to you? You know, and doing this 
This will enable you and everybody around you to get clear on boundaries. It will help you to to say no. And it will also help you and your well-being. And by active listening and asking clarifying questions if you need to, folks won't get so offended when they hear the word no. You know, recognizing that saying no is not about being difficult. It really isn't. And it's not about it's not about being difficult. It's not about being mean, but it's really about prioritizing well-being, your well-being, and showing that it is essential for you. When saying no thoughtfully, it can enhance your professional reputation, it can improve time management, and it can contribute to the long-term success of you professionally, the long-term success of your organization, and the long-term success of your professional relationships. Remember, radical self-care is healthcare and kindness is free. So do me a favor and be kind to someone today. I love you so much for listening. Until next time, be good to yourself and others. Bye.